Have you ever felt burnt out? Well, who hasn't? (laughs) Hello, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to Simply Convivial. If you've been homeschooling for a few years, you've probably felt it, and probably around this time of year. Even if you aren't homeschooling, still the temptation rears its ugly head. Burnout. Moms talk about burnout, but what is it really? How do we know if that's what we're dealing with or if it's something else? Let's talk about what burnout really is and how to deal with it as moms at home. Let's dig in. So the dictionary defines burnout first as the failure of an electrical device or a component through overheating. And that's the metaphor that we're drawing on when we talk about burnout. Something snaps or stops working because it's been asked to do too much without adequate controls or cooling. The next definition in the dictionary is physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. Maybe we aren't actually at the point of collapse when we use this term to describe how we're feeling. Then again, maybe we are. Maybe we feel like we are, even while knowing that we aren't really. Maybe we just see it coming and want to do something about it to prevent it from getting that bad. Burnout might feel like you're going stir crazy, or maybe even just plain old crazy. When you feel burnout, you feel like you just can't get started. Maybe you feel stuck in bed. Burnout might feel like you just snap at the children or your husband at the faintest touch and have irrational outbursts at those that you love. So why do moms feel burnout? Burnout, or even getting close to burnout, is not the way that we are meant to operate. It's not supposed to be the typical outcome of a job well done. Yet it's also not uncommon. Why? Because we don't have adequate controls or cooling. We don't rest in the way that we need to. We allow stress to build up without dealing with it. And we take on more than we are meant to carry. Too often, the advice given to those who feel close to or at burnout is to escape, which is exactly what we feel like doing. What is it to take time for yourself, really? Not all times taken for yourself count equally in the restorative power that they give. They don't all actually give us that cooling method to come off the ledge of burnout. What restores and cools and refreshes is not actually different for different people either. That is a cultural cop-out that allows us to define our own terms and our own life. There are 
overarching, always applicable principles that govern human beings and all of creation. We can either operate according to the way that we were created, or we can operate on our own terms. But only one of those ways is actually going to work out well. The other will simply increase our stress and our overload and our burnout in the long run, even if we do find momentary release. We don't want momentary release, a quick break before returning to the fray. We want true peace and joy in the thick of our daily work. That's why we need to answer burnout with joy. We must remain grounded in the truth. God made us and he knows us. He can be trusted and he gave us responsibilities and callings and it is possible for us to fulfill them in a God-glorifying, gratitude-filled way. He doesn't call us to life in easy mode. He calls us to faithfulness with joy. When joy is lacking, as it is when we feel burnt out, we can ask with scripture, what has happened to your joy? To really solve burnout and even prevent burnout in our lives, we need to build a livable life. As a wise friend of mine once admonished me while I was headed toward burnout during a case of the baby blues. A livable life looks like a well-rounded life. A well-rounded life looks like a well-rounded education, which shouldn't surprise us because education is a life. When homeschooling or homemaking feels grueling and our daily life feels unmanageable, we need to look at the same things because education and life actually run on the same principles. We can beat mom burnout with fresh air. If we are ruled by go, go, go mode where nothing counts unless it's on the list or feels essential to success, we are bound to hit burnout mode because that's not the mode that we were created to live in, nor the purpose we were designed to fulfill. Fresh air might seem counterintuitive. It's not what the to-do list is going to suggest we do. And that's exactly the point. We're stepping away from the pressure and the tension for a minute, diffusing it by expending energy, breathing in clear, bright, fresh air. When we return, we find that the pressure and the tension was internal and not contained in the house or the situation, and we've released it. While getting some outdoor steps is a go-to strategy that we should employ as much as possible for ourselves and for our kids, we learn principles and ideas in practice that show us a way out of the tension and the pressure, even when we can't get outside. We're not dependent on fresh air for tension relief, but it does teach us how to let it go. We learn by experiencing the diffusion of our frustration and tension that our actions and our thoughts and our breathing affects not only our mood, 
but also our perception of what's happening. Getting outside is one tactic to manage our internal combustion potential. And prayer is another, obviously. We resist turning to prayer to diffuse our tension because we know that that means repenting of that tension, of the pride, of the self-centeredness, of the anger, of the anxiety, while remaining in our tension allows us to blame it on others or on circumstances. Allowing the Holy Spirit to soften and change our hearts means first admitting that the problem is in our hearts. The fact that a simple walk helps proves that this is the case. And it's also a great setting for prayer. We can also beat mom burnout by reading. Sometimes we're so caught up in our own lives, our own task lists, our own agendas, that we can't see beyond the urgent little things. Our worlds and our minds shrink as we focus on the minutia of daily life and the incessant hounding of our own thoughts. We need to step into the bigger picture and put our own to-do list into perspective. Read history, read biographies, read thoughtful novels on the human condition, read about the intricacies of creation, Learn and do some math or logic or music. We do more than gain knowledge when we practice the liberal arts. We gain wisdom and virtue, both of which are always applicable, even in the mundane tasks set before us each day. We don't need to be caught up in the slavish mentality of total work, where the only thing that matters about us is what we've accomplished. Because we were created for worship and wonder as well as work, we must set aside time to put our lives in perspective of God's bigger plan for the world. Entertaining forgetfulness is not the best relief that reading offers. Reading solves burnout by tying us to God's grand purpose in the world, whether that's via history or art or nature Coming into contact with big ideas humbles us, while also growing and maturing us. When we have ideas and connections to feed our minds, the mundane work that we do is enlivened. Such works bog us down only when we think that that's all there is. Reading reminds us that there is so much more, and that we are part of a grander purpose in our own small ways. We can also beat mom burnout through community. Isolation kills. It's not good for man to be alone, and that goes thrice for women who were made to be companions and helpers and nurturers. Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. We don't need to feel alone. We don't need to give in to self-pity, which thrives in loneliness and isolation. We have the community of our own families, the first and primary solution to loneliness. Scripture says that God puts the lonely in families because a family is a social unit, a means of solving isolation and loneliness. We need to do more than live in the same house with our family. 
We need to do life together, live as a team, share in one another's joys and sorrows. We have the community of our local church body as well. We ought to be members, participating and loving, inside a corporate congregation. Individuals make up the church, and the church is the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. To neglect the gathering of saints in worship is to neglect the means of grace that God has given for our upbuilding and encouragement, the sacraments, and the word preached. We also have the communion of saints, the Apostles' Creed reminds us. Hebrews tells us that there is a great cloud of witnesses watching us, cheering us on. In Christ, we have fellowship with believers near and far, now and past, and future. In glory, we will be joining the glorious throng. So why not participate in it and prepare for that now? We can connect with believers of the past through their writing, and we can connect with believers around the world through the internet. We can connect with missions through our pocketbooks and prayer. Not only is God himself with us, not only is the Holy Spirit our comforter, but God himself has also given us a human family and a spiritual family so that we are not alone. Let us appreciate that and take advantage of that great blessing. Building these relationships will draw us up out of our self-pity and give us a grander purpose and mission. The bottom line is that burnout is fixable. There are many more ways than these three to address our burnout, and there might also be underlying health conditions that contribute to our feelings of fatigue and despair. Sometimes God calls us to dark times to learn dependence on Him and to force us to give up our self-reliance and our self-sufficiency and our pride. But when we feel burnt out, we need to know that the right answer isn't caving into it and wallowing. Though it's hard to do, difficult times require us to double down on truth rather then give up on it. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we can call out for it and wait for it while we live out lives of obedience to His call. If you're experiencing burnout and you don't know how to get out, and you don't have a community that understands what you're going through, ready to help you up out of your burnout, ready to address the anxiety and the anger and the frustration in God-honoring ways, then you can find that at Simply Convivial Continuing Education. We are all about overcoming overwhelm and burnout, which mostly boils down to anxiety, with our four-step process. We start with a brain dump, We put something clear and focusing in writing. Then we take a small baby step action and from there continue to iterate with small steps of progress, noticing that we really are making progress. 
If you need that kind of help and encouragement, then go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to see what we are all about and how we can help you rise up out of burnout mode in scriptural ways rather than selfish ways because we will always be repenting, rejoicing, and repeating.